Well, look who just walked in. It's one of Napa Valley's kindness kids, Tallulah. Hi, Tallulah. Hello there. Are you, uh, you are wearing your Be Kind t-shirt and your Be Kind button. You so you want to tell folks how to learn more about Be Kind? Yes, well you can go to Be Kind Napa. It's a Facebook page and that's where you can learn about the events that are going to happen. And you can also contact us to get more pins on Be Kind Napa. It's a Facebook page. That's it. I think there's even BeKindNapa.com. Yeah, there is too. Thanks for spreading the kindness, Tallulah. Oh, anytime. You know where one of your favorite places is and one of my favorite places? One of Lauren's? I've not even hung out with Lauren Mole there. I think you know. Trader Vicks. That's right, and we are joined today. We're going to be talking about Trader Vicks with one of the family members who's oh, no. involved and running things down there. I'm just going to give you all the credit for keeping it going. It's Eve Bergeron. Thank you for joining us today. This is going to be fun. Hello. Hello. Glad to be here. If anyone wants to play along at home, go to TraderVix.com and you can uh, see what's going on in the world of Trader Vix. And when I say the world of Trader Vix, I'm talking the world of Trader Vix. You can pretty much go to any continent, it seems, and find one. Why not? Why not? That's what to I said. Got to get to South America, Shout though. Oh, okay. Shout out to the one in London. That's really good. Oh, Love that connoisseur one. here. Yes. Uh, have a great day, everybody. I know it's going to be magical. <laughs> there you go. Before we get to the show, uh, Lauren, what do you think? We invite you to join Judd at his family's winery on the south end of Silverado Trail. Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Visiting information is at juddshill.com or by calling 707-255-2332. That's right, and as long as you are online, you can uh, have a look around, you can see some of our fun videos, you can even put a little, well, why not, put a little wine in your shopping cart, and uh, let's give them a deal for being loyal listeners. Just type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, no capitals, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order, and if that's not enough, you can join the Judd's Hill Wine Club anytime, day or night. It is the best wine club. I'm totally unbiased. It is. They even have cruises. <laughs> That's right. And all that information is online as well. It's free to join. You get a chance to try all of our uh, highly regarded and award-winning wines, if I do say so myself, and invitations to fun events, parties, and as Kindness Kid Tallulah said here, our annual uh, wine club cruise. I have my Be Kind button. Excellent. That yeah, cool. Eve spreads the kindness. That's awesome, and I know you guys can too. So get more pins. <laughs> well, let's let's talk to Eve and have a great show, shall we? And now, enjoy the show. Okole Maluna. Toodles. It's always Finkalicious on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. And now, coming to you from the exotic South Seas Beauty, 
of Napa's most exclusive cocktail lounge, the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop. It's time for another epic discussion on Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lorne Manahuni Juice Mole, and here's your host, Chad Finkelstein. Thank you very much, Mr. Lorne Mole. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Judd. Uh, How about you? I'm, I'm great. Anytime we can do a show from the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop surrounded by all this beautiful tikiness, I'm a happy guy. I'm, I'm, I'm great. What are you up to these days? Oh, my gosh, Jed. I, I've been working at Knob Hill a lot these days. You're a busy guy. I get over there, and uh, you're always very courteous. You point me in the right direction, you know, uh, like this. I say, uh, excuse me, young man. Do you, do you happen to carry sour cream? And you say, yes, we do. May I show you? And then you do. And then I get it. And then you accompany me to the checkout stand. And then you ask me if I need help out. And I usually don't because it's just a thing of sour cream. But you're there if I need you, and I appreciate it. I understand. <laughs> Thanks. Any other gigs coming up that we should know about? Are you singing in front of uh, thousands of people, like at a Giants game or a Warriors game or a Napa Silverados game or a Kids Little League game? Uh, actually, a Monopoly uh, game? Uh, not really, but no, uh, no, no gigs uh, right now at the moment yet, but uh, I'll, I'll let you know down the road. Okay, so in the meantime, folks can still see your phenomenal music video. Yes, at uh, www.everybodystar.org. And would you like to once again let folks know? Well, first, let's say uh, if you go to that web address, everybodystar.org, you'll see a gorgeous music video professionally produced starring our own dashingly handsome Mr. Lauren Mole singing the hit song, I Just Can't Have You Around Yet These Days. It's I just haven't met you yet, uh, Michael Bublé. So close, I never get that right. Okay, it, it, so I recommend you go. It's a great video and a great song, if I could just remember the title. Yes, but uh, at, at least just wait until after the show. Yes, not right now. We've got a great show for you, but tell folks what Everybody is a Star uh, is. Well, Everybody is a Star is a nonprofit organization based in Sonoma that helps special needs individuals like myself showcase our talents in professionally made broadcast quality music videos. Phenomenal. No, I'm, I'm impressed. I, 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 I think it's great. I, I haven't popped it on in a little while, but I'm inspired to, to see. I mean, I've seen it many times, but it's, it's been some time. But now i got to go back and take a look. That's right. And also, Judd, lately uh, I just went to a, a special fundraiser uh, benefiting uh, our local law enforcement, mm -hmm. EMS, and, uh, and fire departments at, uh, at the Napa River Terrace Inn. Oh, how nice. Were and, you part of the program? Uh, no. But, uh, and I also forgot, it also supports uh, the chaplains as well, like uh, Lee Shaw. Great, great. I only ask if you're involved because oftentimes you are either an MC or you're singing or you're you're doing something involved. Well, at this event, you just went to show your support. Yes, okay. I went to show my support. Sadly, I was neither of those occupations you just mentioned. <laughs> okay. Well, well, hey. But it was still fun. Good. Uh, so, uh, so what's been going on with you, Judge? Staying very busy. This is uh, well, every year, every time of year is a busy time of year for me. I don't want to get too into it, uh, folks. If you'd like to enjoy some time together, have a look at judshill.com. Click on the events page. You'll see all the things that are coming up uh, at Judd's Hill and that I'll be a part of. And um, I'll look forward to seeing you. By the way, pay special attention to the upcoming France cruise. Uh, we're going to France in March of 2019. If this is a repeat, you missed a good time. We got some time until that happens. All the information is there. We're going to go from Paris to Normandy on the Seine River. Wine along the way. Excursions. 
beautiful historic sites and it will be the 30th anniversary of Judd's Hill. So we'll be celebrating that with lots of special wines, big bottles, special bottlings and the 75th anniversary of the D-Day landings in Normandy. So we'll be able to honor that and have some special tour and programming as well. That being said, this guest is somebody I've got a lot to talk to about. A lot about to talk to. A lot to talk... I think I had it right the first time, sort of. Would you care to make the introduction, Mr. Lauren Mole? Okay, Judd. Thank you. You're welcome. A pink pineapple-y Mai Tai? I'm sorry. I think I heard you wrong. But because of our guest's family, you're drinking the original. In fact, that's the third you're on. She descends from Trader Vic, and yeah, you know that's pretty slick. Let's welcome to the grog shop, Eve Bergeron. Eve Bergeron. Welcome. Thank you, Judd. It is good wa- to be here. It's great to have you here. You are associated with one of my favorite places in the entire world. And when I say places, like definitely plural places, and that is the empire of Trader Vic's empire. restaurants around the world. <laughs> it, it's it's wonderful. Of course, my home base one is the Emeryville, where I happen to run into you from time to time. And we actually have you play. You've been very kind and had the Mike Kai Gents uh, several times there and at the San Francisco. And you're always fully booked, and so we can never get you again when I have you for <laughs> events. Well, it's good to be in demand. We were in London, and we had a wonderful experience at the Trader Vic's in London. We'll get into all that as well. But just so folks understand the connection here, Trader Vic, one of the original Bon Vivant, uh, cocktailian, fine dining uh, guys that I admire and had um, read up extensively on in my youth, believe it or not, and we'll get into that as well, was your grandfather. And you are still involved in the family business. Yes, they make me work. (laughs) They do, but... (laughs) That's a good thing. So let's worn many hats. <laughs> let's let's talk about it. This is and it's so fitting that you are here in the grog shop because uh, my first some of my first experiences with understanding what a tiki kind of vibe was was from the exterior. I had never gone in until I was an adult, but just the exterior of the Beverly Hills Trader Vicks in the 1970s. I recall driving by and asking my folks, what is that place? Because it looks so cool, and as Lauren used the, the great adjective earlier, exotic. It was so, exotic. So it, I have <laughs> had this fascination with uh, your grandfather ever since those times. But here we are, we're in the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop. In fact, there's a shelf over here dedicated to some Trader Vic's uh, memorabilia up there. You saw those? Let, Learn let's, your collection. Thank you. Well, let's... Let's talk a little bit about maybe the background of what Trader Vic's is and then what you're doing with Trader Vic's. And it's, to me, this is all very exciting stuff. This is, well, Trader Vic's, I know he was established in the Bay Area. Was he originally a Bay Area guy, Vic, himself? Um, He was born in San Francisco. he is, okay. And then moved to, after the 06 earthquake, he moved to Novato, California, and then onward over to Oakland. And Oakland is where he originally established... Himself he, he, as a bar keep, yes? Well, he a actually, first, his first experience, he worked uh, for his aunt and uncle in their saloon. And oh, then okay. later on, he decided to open his own, and word has it on the street that uh, he uh, was pretty rambunctious uh, bartending. <laughs> and so he gathered $500, built his own small saloon, for himself, yeah. and uh, it was called Hinky Dinks. Yeah, and that was after the World War One's World War One song, uh, Hinky Dinks Parlez-vous. 
See, I, I didn't know where the name Hinky Dink came from. I've, oh, I've can, heard of the history of trade. You can Google it, and there's actually a recording oh, really? somewhere. Maybe we should grab that. It's really funny. You know, maybe and we can plug that in here at some point. Yeah, it's a very limericky, naughty song. Perfect. Right up my alley. There you go. And it's a little, <laughs> like, lots of puns, and it's about servicemen over in France in World War I. Uh-oh. And it can only be naughty. It was naughty. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So actually, for him to open that up, it was kind of funny, because he writes uh, that he had to um, borrow some money for the cash register, because he really, he built the saloon and then that was it that's all he had and he had no money for the cash register so uh he borrowed that from his uncle <laughs> just so he could make change yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait what year Time are we talking here this, this is, is in early. 34 so things were not necessarily going that well in the u.s economy wise yeah yet he decided to venture out on his own and start a business wow well, I mean, if you have nothing to lose. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Only looking up. <laughs> and if you're going to be a barkeep, I guess people, you know, they always say in good times people drink and in bad times people drink. So Yeah, and they didn't really have a, um, a menu until much later. And it was more, he had a, a, a barter. He was more of bartering. Someone would come in from Oakland mm. and they had like a, a, a barrel full of sardines and they would serve that almost like uh, what you would call a tapas bar today. Okay. And he used to flip eggs over the rafters, and we <laughs> <laughs> said, like, I don't know. So there was a, a potbelly stove in the yeah. saloon, and actually you can see that potbelly stove. It's uh, next to the barbecue ovens in Emeryville. Oh, really? Yeah. I will take a look. I love those huge Chinese-style ovens. Yeah, and so, so if you wonder why the there's belly. a potbelly stove, you know, because it, it actually has a flat top. And so um, that's where he would cook eggs and serve it to customers. That's the original Hinky Dinks. And it was actually yanked from his house, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, <clears throat> I think now I'm understanding he did a lot of bartering. So, Lauren, let's see if we can get to the bottom of this. Somebody who barters things, they're not accepting money. They're, they're doing things, what? In exchange for. In exchange. Ah, which now I'm getting it. It's, yeah, it's, see, see, that's something I didn't even know at first. Yeah, you are you are trading back and forth. Yes, and so, ah, so this is where it comes from. My grandmother came up with the name Trader Vic. Aha! Well, well, well. Aha! <clears throat> Later on in '37, when it turned into Trader Vic's, it really didn't. It wasn't Trader Vic's right away. It was Trader Vic at Hinky Dinks, mm -hmm. and they had. Um, he started with one room called the bamboo room and they just serve a few tropical drinks and so forth what was the inspiration for that though there there hadn't been i mean before the 30s there wasn't such a thing really as exotic cocktails or tropical cocktails starting he actually went to somebody mentioned to him about south seas cocktails and that was uh, popular in the movies and so forth and so themed restaurants started in america probably a little bit earlier than that or you know, the 30s themed yeah. restaurants started. And uh, so he went to South Seas, which is no longer there. And believe it or not, and he said it in his book, uh, he went to Don the Beachcomber to check check out so what he headed his south little... to Hollywood because Don was down in Hollywood, right? Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, I, okay. I haven't been. <laughs> oh, oh, well, is there any more <laughs> no. at the time? Yeah. So, um, and then he even wrote in his book that he even bought a few decor items from Don the Beachcomber. Oh, really? You know, but never got his recipes. And that came later when he took a trip across the United States, stopping in Louisiana, Texas, you know, by train. Hmm. Went to Louisiana, went to uh, New Orleans, Onward to Florida, took a boat to Cuba, and uh, that's where he learned how to make uh, 
cocktails with rum, and he. Uh, I guess that's a best place you could go if you want to yeah. <laughs> get some good rum. You know? yeah. yeah. And this is, I guess, after Prohibition. So Cuba was really the in spot. Mm-hmm. And so he went to La Florida Bar or Floridita Bar. Oh, yeah. Super famous. And he learned from Constantino. The man. The man. That's the guy that sat with Hemingway, right? Yeah. Well, he um, bartender at La right. Floridita. Right. He invented the daiquiri. Oh, wow. We owe him quite a bit. There you go. And so your grandfather learned from this guy. Yep came back to and just it it the restaurant really evolved very slowly hmm. but 37 it, you know he took on a tropical decor all right and then brought in the name trader vic yeah at hinky dinks and then it became trader vicks right because he was such a personality i mean yeah you couldn't avoid probably having that place just adopt his name yeah Something I admired about him is he really was, beyond just a guy who definitely appreciated fine food, uh, elevating what a cocktail is, you know, elevating the drinking experience, the dining experience, he knew how to put on a bit of a show, too. I mean, with the decor, with the naming of the drinks, with his own personal story, and, you know, and what I've read about him, he would, and maybe you can tell me if I'm off my rocker or not, but he would, depending on who was in that night, he might tell a different story about his own personal history. Well, how he lost he, his leg. <laughs> that's one. Yeah. I mean, I, for example, I've heard, you know, it was a, 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 shark. Was a shark attack in the South Sea Islands or no. <laughs> some horrible boating mishap. I mean, there's all these I've different stories. I've had people like say, no, no, it was a shark. I was like, okay. <laughs> and, but you don't have to say how it really happened. I'm just using this as an example as yeah. you would make up uh, a little bit different story depending on who is sitting in front of them, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Just to just to give them an experience that they yeah. always remember. That's funny. So we're not getting the real story. That's okay. You don't. No, have no, to, no. I mean, I mean, no, no, no. Don't no, tell. No, he Let's lost not... his leg as a child, you know, from an illness and, oh, okay. and so forth. Oh, but I'm sorry to hear I, I actually kind of I think it does have a lot to do with his nature. Of his mother didn't uh, coddle him, so despite um, missing a leg, uh, he went on to do many different things and. Um, the story remains. It's 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 quite a fascinating story because right from that that spot on San Pablo Avenue, which I don't know about now, but at least a couple of years ago, the the lot was there, but there was nothing on it, and I saw it came up for sale. Did anything? Has anybody Actually, purchased this lot? Have it was, you? It was, has no, Trader Vic's bought it back? Does anyone afford anything in the Bay Area? <laughs> no, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> My tailor is not rich. I got a call from a woman, and it was her family that owned the land. Um, actually, I always heard my dad saying, well, that his my grandfather never believed in owning property, oh. which, like, guffaw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my property in the San Francisco Bay Area I know, back actually, in the 30s? Uh, no. Well, um, it's kind of funny because the San Francisco location on um, – Cosmo Alley, uh, the car parker owned the lot, and so he was the millionaire. <laughs> Wait a minute. The guy who parked the cars owned, owned the, the property? Owned the lot. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, that's pretty. So, yeah, it's funny. Wow. Okay, so where I was getting from that is um, from this modest hinky dinks morphs eventually into Trader Vic's, which becomes through, I imagine, the decor, the atmosphere, the drinks, the theatrical nature of it. Uh, your grandfather's own personality, like the place to be in all the Bay Area. And didn't, was it Herb Cain, the great columnist, yeah. who said that the best restaurant in San Francisco is in Oakland? Yes. I mean, a lot of this is from um, in 1939 when you had the um, Bay Bridge 
you know, that bridge between San Francisco and the East Bay on Treasure Island. That's a huge part when uh, things really took off. And people would easily be able to cross. So. Yeah, I think that bridge had a, a train on it. I don't know, a long time ago. I'm not really sure. I don't know the history of that. Lauren, our history buff over here. History Bay buff. Bridge. Help. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, I think there was a train on it. Or uh, folks can write in and let us know. Yeah. But but nonetheless, they would flock to the Oakland location. Then when did he migrate to San Francisco? And then was that the first first like new restaurant that he opened? Um, actually, it wasn't the first. He what was it? Gosh, I think it was Seattle in conjunction with Westin Hotels and before San Francisco opened. And then he struck a deal, believe it or not, with Conrad Hilton at the Beverly Hilton. But these two restaurants, he, they, he didn't want his name on them. He, he called them the outrigger or traitors. Oh, oh yeah. And so yeah. What, if you see some things online, that's because. So San Francisco, that opened in 1951. And that's when um, that actually that building was a parking garage. <laughs> I've been told. Okay. <laughs> And did he also operate in Oakland at the same time, or did he yeah. move the, uh, so they had two going? Yeah, so that's like. Going. And that was, that was in 51, so the Mai Tai had been invented. Can we now back up and talk about this? Because, oh, uh, yeah. you know, since we were sitting in this tiki bar, we've poured many a Mai Tai here. And to me, that is like a holy icon. You don't mess with that. It's the most misunderstood cocktail Ever. That was a very polite way. I tell people <laughs> when I'm proselytizing and up on my high horse, it's the most bastardized cocktail ever, but you're much more <laughs> you polite can say than it, I. You can say it. <laughs> because you get so often. It's tragic. It, it is. You get poured glurp. And now um, with social media, with that, when you see it online and like they're coming in, they're bright red. And we actually have a theory. Well, before we get into the background on that, um, okay. the theory, I was talking to a waiter who actually worked at the original Scottsdale, Terry, and he, he what is it? Creme de noyau, which is almond yeah, it's liqueur, like an almond but liqueur. it's red. Yeah. And so people were trying to replicate the almond flavor that was oh, used. And oh so yeah. instead of doing orgeat, which is a... Uh, almond flavor or falernum, they put creme de noyau and so the red and so people see red and they start putting grenadine in it right. instead of almond and, and then it's comes a tropical the pineapple drink, juice. So there's pineapple oh, and knows, grenadine yeah. and look and I'm not saying some of those concoctions aren't bad I'm sure drinks. they taste great. But I, I remember just, in fact talking to Martin Kate of Smuggler's Cove and I think back when he had Forbidden Island we had this discussion about he had a proper Trader Vic's Mai Tai. Mm-hmm. And then he had what he called the island Mai Tai, which was pineapple juice and rum with the dark float and, oh, yeah, you know, that, more like yeah. the, what the tourist would think. And he says, you know, that's that's what people think. And I probably sell, I don't remember, but it was something like four to one. He'll sell the but island. I think that's like a, a, a good thing is call it something. Call it an island tie. Yeah, to don't take, call take it a Mai Tai. And that's my whole thing. Like, make whatever you want. But if you're going to call it a Mai Tai, do your homework and make a Mai Tai. And I would encourage uh, anybody within the sound of my voice, if you can hear this, look up a real Trader Vic's Mai Tai recipe. Go to Trader Vic's, order the 1944 style. Well, they'll make it from scratch. Jeff Beachbum Berry has a great app you can get or any of his books. Look them up, make it, because this I is actually, one of the most exquisite cocktails you can have. And it probably, if you're not already in on what a Mai Tai is, you'll probably be very surprised at what a Mai Tai actually is. In fact, the only fruit juice in a Mai Tai 
It's not pineapple juice. Lime. It's lime juice. But there is the orange curacao for the citrus. A funny thing, backtrack to uh, Jeff, is I... um, when we had the 70th anniversary of the Mai Tai, I uh, emailed him and I started asking people, uh, I was writing an article, uh, Mai Tai Memories, and his story was the funniest because he ordered a Mai Tai. (laughs) (laughs) And the lady uh, behind the bar put it in the blender, um, but she put the lime unpeeled whole, like a golf ball. Oh my gosh. And it was bouncing around and I just was... (laughs) I this mean, was not at a Trader Vic's. No, 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 no I have no, no, no idea no. where okay. it was, um, but it was really funny. It was a great story because everyone has like their first Mai Tai story. Yeah, you know, I'm. I grew up in a house where rum was not served, and uh, Eve, you've met my mom before. I don't know if you ever met my dad, but you know she enjoys a good cocktail. So I definitely grew up. You know, there was wine. We're in the wine business. You know, they. They would have a cocktail, but rum, for whatever reason... Rum is always kind of like hot weather, you're out and about. But it was not served in our house. Rum hasn't been respected either. Well, I think that's it. And I think that my folks may have had, maybe we can corroborate with my mom, you know, they'd had bad experiences uh, in their youth with rum and it just never made an appearance. (laughs) So I I don't think I ever tasted a Mai Tai until I actually went to Trader Vic's. And I never even got through the threshold of a Trader Vic's, and it was that same Beverly Hills Trader Vic's, but that wasn't until I was an adult. It was in 1999. Was that Ben who made one? It was. 37 th- years. It, it was either Ben or it was, uh, I believe that another fellow's name was Tanit, hmm. I believe, and then there was, a, there was a waitress named Michael who always took really good care of us. That became kind of a regular hangout, and that's where I got my first taste. Were you living in L.A.? Oh, yeah, I did. I lived in Los Angeles for uh, a few years after college, and I put together this whole, um, because I had this sickness for tiki bars and the vibe, so I put together a whole weekend where we explored different tiki locales throughout Southern California. People the tiki actually, tea. People flew in. I mean, we. Oh, wow. it was crazy. It was like three days worth of tiki crawl, and the main event was Trader Vic's, and we took over the private dining room. I think we had about 30 to 40 people, and... Uh, it was phenomenal. Everybody dressed up. But I, I'll never forget, like, oh, wow, a Mai Tai. It's delicious. This is delicious. Yeah. And that's, that's my rebellion, I think, against my folks was I got into rum. <laughs> which, <laughs> and easy listening music, you know, which they call lounge exactly. now. But those are the things yeah. in, our, in our house. You never had rum or easy listening. It was like rock and roll or other music, but never easy listening. Anyhow. We had Tijuana so, Brass. <laughs> the, oh, are you kidding Love Tijuana Brass. All right, let, let, okay, okay, Mai Tais. Let's talk about it. This, perhaps the most widely recognized, well-known tropical cocktail that there is, and it is now 70-something years old. 75, I think. A, whatever, Let's I don't see, know what I year this is, but I know it was invented in 1944. and three quarters. Okay, 74 <laughs> and three quarters. Uh, what Actually, I, we have coming up the real Mai Tai Day. And it's August 30th. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Since the Mai Tai, we haven't yet talked about it being invented, but it was invented at the Trader Vic's in Oakland, California, yeah. on San Pablo Avenue. It doesn't come from the South Seas. It's not Hawaiian. But we brought it to the South Seas. You, okay, well, let's get, we'll, we'll get there. Let's, I got to hear about the invention of the Mai Tai. But Oakland, as a city, has now proclaimed it the the official cocktail of the city of Oakland, correct? Yeah. Something well, like that? Am I yeah. Uh, well, the uh, they proclaimed um, Mai Tai Day is August 30th. So every August 30th 
is Mai Tai Day in Oakland. Yes. What happens? You must celebrate. Well, we do. Sounds so commercial. <laughs> yes. Uh, what do we do? Can you I, serve my ties. So Trader Vic's, actually, we started this because online with social media, someone started uh, June 30th. And we're like, who chose this day? It's August 30th. We have the proclamation, city okay. of Oakland. So a couple of years ago, I started this Mai Tai Toast uh, with our location since we kind of encircle the globe. It's pretty incredible how many yeah. locations of Trader Vic's there are. And so a few years ago, I got all of our locations to toast, do a Mai Tai Toast, meaning do some sort of party and have pictures and so forth and having everyone from <laughs> Tokyo over to uh, Bangkok to Dubai, London, Bahrain, uh, Munich, uh, over to Atlanta and Emeryville. And so we went around the globe in one 24-hour period. Wow. It was really fun. And it was great to have all of our locations be a part of it. We're just trying to get people on social media, if anything, you know, just to celebrate it on the 30th. Got that, Lauren? August 30th. Lauren so is a really it. good We're going to rise it to the top of the heap. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're going to talk about August 30th, Mai Tai Day. Got it? I got the okay signal from Lauren sure. over there. Okay, sure. <laughs> good. Uh, Why not? I'm in. Count me in. Okay. Whatever I can do. And if it's just sitting here in the grog shop toasting, or I'll come here, down to you. Just send me a picture. Of your <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to mark that on the calendar. If I can be at the Emeryville Trader Vic's, I'll be down there in August. Yeah, 30. we're cooking something up, and I'll, I'll let you know so that you can announce it. Please do. I'll put it up on uh, Last year media. we had a little bit of a snafu. We had our first, uh, we offered our guest uh, their first Mai Tai for 44 cents. <laughs> I can only <laughs> imagine what It was kind of like the Build-A-Bear fiasco. Oh, no. <laughs> so we had people lining up outside. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it was good. It was good. We had a good day, you know, but yeah. <laughs> okay, live and learn. Live, live and learn. learn. Live and learn. <laughs> well, let's talk about how the Mai Tai came into being. He was just futzing around uh, behind the bar, and some friends were visiting from Tahiti, Ham and Carrie Guild. So, and he had an amazing rum. He took it down off the shelf, put some fresh lime, a dash of this. You know, we kind of actually, there's a lot of, it's a real, it's actually kind of a simple formula that it's like a certain ratio that you do for cocktails, you know, certain amount of rum, certain amount of citrus, certain amount of sweet. So they tasted it and Carrie exclaimed, uh, Mai Tai, Roe. <laughs> Sorry, I don't speak Tahitian. They oh, were, they but were, it was a Tahitian phrase, she said. Yes. Okay. So they were Americans living in Tahiti, uh-huh. just visiting. So that kind of became the, the name. There is and some, Mai Tai means like the best, The right? best out of this world. Yeah. So yeah. it sums it up because it really is. When you make a real, honest to goodness, Trader Vic's Mai Tai. It's a perfect it, little it's, thing. You can't beat it. Yeah. You can't beat it. We got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Trader Vic's around the world, your project right now, because you're coming out with a book and you're now well, touring with a presentation of the well, arts of Trader Vic's. We're it's get not written yet, but, but you're working on it's it. It's on the way. I know it's, it's, I know it's in the works. <laughs> TBD. Okay, TBD. <laughs> You're listening to Judd's Napa Valley Show. We'll be right back with more with our guest, Eve Bergeron. Get ready for some Finkel fun. It's Judd's Napa Valley Show with vintner Judd Finkelstein. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Show. 
You're listening to 1440 KBON, the voice of Napa Valley. Now, back to Judd's Napa Valley show from the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop with our guest, Eve Bergeron. Right on, Lauren Mole, thank you very much. We have uh, Eve Bergeron. Um, we're talking about Trader Vic's, the amazing restaurants that were started by her grandfather, Victor Bergeron. And uh, just before the break, we alluded to the art of Trader Vic's and this presentation and book on the horizon. And go for it. Tell me all about it because this, there's such a visual aspect to Trader Vic's, and I'm, I'm fascinated to learn more. It's kind of um, by chance. What happened was. Uh, when we were celebrating the 80-year anniversary, a co-worker and myself, we started a, a little in-house magazine for our locations, and we sent them out on uh, yeah, internet, <laughs> don't we know? Yeah, Anywho, uh, we called it Trader Times. We were coming up with different articles, and so I just remember my aunt saying a man's name, Guy Huse, for example. So I thought, oh, because I've always loved the menu covers or the, the graphics inside the book of food and drink, the watercolor oh, drawings that are beautiful. Love them. So I looked up the artist and I, I found all this information on him and it started, so I started writing an article in the Trader Times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Actually, uh, there's a little funny story about that. Anyways, um, <laughs> Well. So um, I wrote an article about him. I found his photo. I actually found his immigration papers. He was a French man, uh, born in 1912, uh, lived in Tahiti, and then emigrated, finally ended up in New Zealand. Interesting character. And he exhibited in uh, San Francisco in 1946. Hence, I think he met my grandfather. Obviously he did, you know, because he did the illustrations. Then I researched even further um, the gentleman who did the cocktail menu cover, William Kay, Uli Thornton, who did uh, Kitchen Kibitzer, the illustrations that are really funny there in that <laughs> one. I love that book. I, that might have been, well, that was the second one I got. I, the first one was the Trader Vic's Bartender's Guide from the, yeah. from the 40s. And, then and that's Ray Kitchen Sullivan. Kibitzer, yeah. So Ray Sullivan is, so God bless Google. <laughs> I Googled Ray Sullivan and somehow it led me to... Patterson and Hall, it's a graphic design company um, here in California. Actually, I think actually up here in Napa. Oh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm going to double check on that. Please Sorry. do, because Strike if that's that. true, I need to research that and okay, talk so more about it. Ray Sullivan had a company, a graphic company, way back in the 20s and the 30s, and it was called Patterson and Sullivan. And later on, um, it, when he left, anyway, so I, the gentleman who is still in business, he gave me a lead and he sent me a photo of Ray Sullivan and I had never seen that. And it's just funny when you see the person who's done these illustrations, it opens up this whole, I don't know, just, it's like, I find it fascinating. And then um, he gave me another lead, the gentleman, um, I can actually have to look up his name. I have it written down. This is embarrassing because I should give him a lot, you know, he has a lot to do because of the leads that he gave me. Mm -hmm. He sent me an image of this, these graphics that were done by a woman named Alice Harth. And they're exactly the same graphics on the 1951 menu when Trader Vic's opened in San Francisco. When it first became Trader Vic's San Francisco and Oakland, the menu changed. It went into the mask. Yeah, the iconic mask so, kind of became the so, logo. She mm -hmm. developed a logo. Oh, wow. So it, 
I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't go to court on it, you know, but I can look her up further. She, her office, that design studio, opened up in 1950 in San Francisco, actually down the street from where Trader Vic's opened up. Uh -huh. So I'm finding a lot of connections. And then every time I see a signature, I start looking it up. Okay. <laughs> well, while this was going on, and then I kind of uh, reached out to Sven Kirsten, to see if he wanted to collaborate on something because Sven is the author of the Book of Tiki and kind of the, the guru of the Godfather yeah, of, tiki. of Tiki as a pop culture phenomenon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I went down to LA and um, we started, you know, Skyping, putting files in Dropbox. We did a, an outline. It's probably going to change. He's actually traveling right now. Um, I had him up here uh, for a book signing for the Art of Tiki that he collaborated with Otto von Stroheim. Did I say it right? Otto von Stroheim, <laughs> the <that> uh, <laughs> publisher of the Tiki News and the promoter of the Tiki Oasis Festival every exactly. summer in San Diego. You got some big wigs on your side. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. I mean, well, you're kind of a big deal, so. Well, part of it is is when you take the information from one thing, sorry, strike that. I got distracted. Yeah, we had uh, the we creaky had a door of the grog shop opened up and a little, little face funny. poked through. Yeah, well, so I think it was a Menahune. It was a Menahune. Yes. A Mrs. Menahune. <laughs> a Miss Menahune. A wee, a wee Menahune. Yeah, so when the, the information that I'm gathering, um, actually, I've had some more um, uh, gold finds that I've uh, uh, found. Uh, that so The when gold finds are my neighbor across the street. <laughs> <laughs> a really nice family. <laughs> Are they involved oh, too? I'm going to have to talk to them about that. <laughs> oh, anyways. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, like panning for gold. Anyways, <laughs> I, oh, I, I, I got found <laughs> find nuggets, nuggets of information ah, have been coming to yes. me and all these okay. connections, and I don't want to give away all the oh, secrets and stuff. That's forth. okay. We, we believe in a little bit of preserving so, mystery around here, right, uh, Lauren? I think so. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Now, of course. You concur? <laughs> Well, I'm I'm excited about this. You know, as I said, it was it was the first of all the exterior visual aspect that first drew me in, and then once I got inside as an adult, the the menu, the illustrations depicting the cocktails, and now I don't know if you're including this, but you can see up here I even have some old Trader Vic's bottles. Did I give the, that to you, the flaming uh, rum? Uh, I don't think you did. That uh, was funny because I found I, a case of that I, in Emeryville, oh, wedged really? in the corner. They're gorgeous. So there's these, a few of them. These labels of these old bottles. I don't. Do you know the era of these bottles? Can you see up there? Yeah. Um, I found these. There's so many. I mean, in a uh, in a liquor store that was going out of business no. in West LA, and they were having a huge sale, and I poked around some boxes, and I don't they know had some her. old old bottles. I mean, I, you, I don't know if you could drink it. That's almost all evaporated out, but the the bottles are gorgeous. So yeah, captivated by the visual you aspects. You top it off with some water. Well, you know, I'm not going to drink it anyway. So I'm kidding. Might as well look at... I don't think it's ever been opened. No, is it the Naughty Grenadine label? Oh, the Naughty Grenadine label? Lauren, turn around. Is that woman wearing a shirt or not up here? It's a little angle. I can't see that. Uh, I, d I don't think she is. Well, there you go. It's the Naughty one. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We can say that no, on the I radio. Never, yeah, that's I don't funny. know if we could show it on the radio, but we yeah. can say that on the radio. No, we can't show that. <laughs> Well, this is great. I'm 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 really looking forward to uh, this project and seeing your presentation. You're going to be giving this presentation uh, 
at the Tiki Oasis Festival coming up. And yeah, I did that so I could guarantee a spot so I could get in for free. <laughs> yeah, oh, so that's how you do it. No, but I mean. And then will you be doing this at Trader Vic's or taking it on a tour? I think I'll just let me see how it goes actually today and at Tiki Oasis and, <laughs> okay. and so forth. And I would like to get it. You know, the one thing is I, I would like to, um, when Sven is going to return back to the United States, I'm not really sure. And then um, actually when he came up, uh, we went through tons of archives over the course of four days. And um, so I think we're at our next steps for the evolution of this book. Okay, this is good. We're, we're getting there. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm putting it on my wish list right now. Now, we talked about the, the visual aspect as far as the illustrations and the art, but the the nature of the decor within and even as i mentioned the exterior of the restaurants is quite striking folk art carvings tapa cloth tapa cloth <laughs> and on the tradervix.com website there's even a little blurb about how there's a team of full-time <laughs> anthropologists who scour the globe looking for these authentic handmade pieces well, of actually, ethnic folk art. Sometimes it's not a team, sometimes it's one person, but for example, recently Javier, our food and beverage manager at that time, he traveled to Orchid Island. Um, it's off the coast of uh, Taiwan. Oh. And the canoes that we have in most of our restaurants, the red and white canoes, they come from Orchid Island and they're called Lanu. And there's a whole another, that's a whole another story too. So he went and purchased a few of them there and had him shipped back. Um, he's also, so he's in Spain right now. At different times, we actually have somebody in Tonga. It's so funny, a call came in the other day because <laughs> it patched through from the corporate office. I love that you have somebody in Tonga. This is great. Yes. <laughs> this guy from Tonga. My people all, in Tonga. Who is this? <laughs> it's really funny. And it's like, anyway, so, you know, and I mean, Tapa Cloth uh, uh, comes from there. So we, we actually have a lot of things sourced from the South Pacific. It's it's gorgeous. Now there's, tell me, you're all over the world. Trader Vicks are all over the world. What what do we have here domestically? Obviously Emeryville, Atlanta. I've been to those. I've been to several others that are now no longer in existence here in the U.S. But are those the only two, or is there, is there something at the airport in San Jose? Is there? Oh yeah. Um, I, I don't so really fly out of there, so I don't know. But I've heard we have on the drawing board and on the drawing board. Pretty much, uh, very soon uh, we'll be putting a location in the San Jose airport. Aha, uh -huh, so I have heard this. It Great. Be fun. That's very exciting. Somebody, I'll no. start booking myself in and out of San Jose just so I can pop in Do and the out of the hashtag Mai Tai before flight. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Now, that could be a problem, actually. <laughs> well, you know, for no, some kidding. folks, nervous flyers, you know, might yeah. soothe the nerves a bit. There are many, many Trader Vic's locations in the Middle East where, you know, maybe I'm speaking out of ignorance, but I know the predominant religion in that area kind of frowns upon the consumption of alcohol. And at least here, I think of Trader Vic's as, you know, as much a bar as a restaurant because you're renowned for your cocktails. Mm. Is that the same over there or is it a more of a restaurant scene? No, actually, it's a, it's, it's, it's a little bit, of, it's a lot of it's a lot of cocktails. We have oh, live okay. music, uh, bands from Cuba. It, it, our first um, foray into the UAE, United Arab Emirates, mm -hmm. um, is probably because of our Trader Vic's London, where it's kind of London is a hub. Oh yes. Between the UAE and London, and yeah, going off to other locations and so forth. A lot of connections. And 
our first location there was in Abu Dhabi mm -hmm. in 1994. And part of it, and then the first one in Dubai opened shortly afterwards in 94 also. I went there to work in 97. And part of it is, it, yes, it is frowned upon, but in the restaurant. And I think um, it, they were very smart because of not just relying on oil revenue. It really is now uh, a destination where it's sunshine, there's great beaches oh, yeah, and hotels. Oh, yeah, the tourism industry is booming. It's huge. And I lived in 97, it wasn't quite as big as it is today. But, so you get um, a lot of international travelers coming yeah, to Yeah, it's really Trader a hub. Ricks. And there's somebody, someone from everywhere. And everyone seems to get along. It's yeah, as far as your nice. staff over there? You mean? Staff, customers. Oh, okay. It's just, just a real... All around. Yeah, it's, and so... Well, I've noticed that even over here. You have no, quite I didn't have to wear a veil. <laughs> oh, no veil. Okay. I know. Everyone, like, you know, so it's pretty liberal. You know, of course, you're not going to run around, you know, like a lunatic there. You know, I wouldn't do that, but... Yeah, as you long as you're behaving, they... Uh, you have to respect countries sure. where, wherever you go. Sure. I've noticed quite an international crew just here at your restaurants in the U.S. as well. Oh, yeah. So do you draw from, do they come from the other trader vigs, like in Europe or the Middle East? Well, um, it's kind of funny because the manager in Tokyo is Karim. We worked together in Beirut back in <laughs> back in the day, 2000. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. I know, I'm kind of, it's funny. Um, I did my training in London and they put me to Dubai and I don't know. Anyway, so when we did openings, uh, we did a few openings together and uh, he's in Tokyo right now. He was just here visiting. So there's kind of like a culture within our own company of people. Um, we do bring in students and we're from overseas mm -hmm. that are, you know, that want to, that come from hospitality training. And Brilliant. we get them in the culture, brainwashing, teach yeah. brainwashing. <laughs> they can, yeah, and make a career. I mean, I know some folks have been with you for a long time. We played New Year's Eve. You were nice enough to book. My group, the Mike Kai Gents, for your years. for your New Year's Eve, which also happened, which was a great honor, but it also happened to be the final Claudette. night of work for Claudette, who was a fixture that your grandfather hired personally to work at the San Francisco. She didn't think she would last. And oh, and there goes the storm. <laughs> this the the tropical storm is blowing doors shut. The <laughs> Menahuni, but Claudette, and what an honor because she. I used to draw pictures for her. Well, I would draw pictures for my grandfather and hand them to her, and she would, like, turn them in, and uh, he had them framed on his wall, just kind of like that, you know. It, it was great. She obviously, when you talk about a culture, I think, you know, as an outsider, she seems to epitomize that culture of welcoming, of understanding customers, hospitality. You know, I've been going there for years, and... You know, I'm not a regular regular, but she always seemed to know who I was and oh, yeah. say hi and give me a hug. And that night, even though I guess technically you could tell me she was on the clock because it was supposedly her last night, I saw her more as uh, just being there for the people coming in oh, to say no, goodbye no, for to. Like the and last month, we, we wanted her to take a step back and just... Because it was really hard. It was like very emotional. Uh -huh. I mean, you don't just fifty-seven years to we have, you know, and then just leave. No, know? no. It was hard for our family, um, yeah. you know. So all that we did a surprise gathering for her. We couldn't. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of funny. Um, when we did the 80th anniversary party, I sat with Claudette every week with her handwritten addresses for because we mailed out invitations. 
You did. I did not have one. I had one come back, maybe bounce back. Oh, you really? Know, for the invitations. It was pretty amazing. But that, you know, that's from Claudette. And so oh, then we amazing. had 800 people show up. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> we ran out of food. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was a great party. The, uh, the, the evening, though, you know, we were playing music and I kept glancing over and it seemed like it was just an endless procession of well-wishers for Claudette. Yeah. They wanted to have their picture taken with her, give her another hug. Although I saw her online dancing at Forbidden Island in Alameda with that her daughter. Night? No, no, on no. the other day, you know. Oh, okay. Well, hey. So she's doing good. Well, I well I asked her that night. You know, uh, she did the countdown with yeah. uh, my kids were there as well. They did the countdown together for New Year's, and then I leaned over and I kind of said, "Now what?" Oh, and no, she no, kind of no, no. what's that? That's a tough one. Well, no, she put uh, her arm around me. She says, I'm going to Las Vegas. Oh, no. <laughs> See you next week. You know, like she was like. <laughs> well, I talked to her afterwards and she's like, girl, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, she was ready <laughs> she to. She was cooked. She was ready Because it was go. like a month of goodbyes. Yeah. And how much can you take? You I know, understand. It's very emotional. Like, yeah. We should but, have uh, like Claudette Day or something. We'll do it like after the Mai Tai Day. I'll be there. Let me know. Thank you. And we're getting short on time. And just like, thanks for keeping the, the culture of Trader Vic's going. Um, as I mentioned already a couple times, I became captivated as a very young child and then got my first taste as well, an you adult. Your, your and little girls are uh, a good taste in and, restaurants. <laughs> and my kids. And my kids now, you know, when it's a birthday time, where do you want to go for dinner? And, I mean, you, you know, I think uh, we've ended up at Trader Vic's many times. They'd like to go there. So thank you for keeping that going. There's so much I can keep talking to you about, but it is now time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's oh, Napa God. Valley Show. <laughs> this is Madeline. All right, Eve Bergeron. Actually, do you have that pen on you still? I can't. This whole wiki wiki garage shop. I'm gonna find a pen. Lauren Mole to the oh, rescue. By the way, thank it's you a very much. Pen. You can keep it. Is this? Oh yeah. Totally keeping this, and it's staying in the grog shop. Thank you so much. All right, here's what we need to do. You know how this game is played. I'm going to give you some parts of speech. We're going to fill in the blanks, and we're going to see what happens. Are you ready to play? Uh, yes. Okay, that's good. <laughs> okay, I'm getting better nervous be. now. Oh my no, God. don't be nervous. It's very easy. I need a an adjective, a descriptor, a descriptor of some sort. Tepid. Oh, that was quick. Tepid. Okay. Tepid. I hope you're feeling... A little more than tepid after this interview. Although it is, you could say. Oh, no, no, I wasn't describing how anything now. Oh, not the mood. No, no, no. You're talking it's about like temperature. Like, I just think it's good. Tep yeah. It's tepid. a little warm. It's a little more than tepid. I just here. think it's, it's kind of tropical in, in this room. Okay, a noun. In this case, a thing of some sort. What do you. What would be a good thing? Kind of random. Uh, a baseball glove? <laughs> a baseball glove. Okay. Baseball glove. All right. Another adjective. Stormy? Stormy, a noun. <laughs> I was driving up here. Uh, how about horseshoe? Horseshoe. There are a lot of horses between. A lot of where you are. Too. Yeah, horseshoe. Got it. Ooh, this is fun. This could be anywhere you could possibly imagine. That is a geographic location. Hmm. Kind of random. Bhutan. Bhutan. Have you been there? No. I think uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of hiking, so yeah, 
be like at the base camp of. <laughs> we, you know, we didn't even get a, into like you. Hold on a second. We're gonna hang out because oh, I no. know you're a big hiker. You don't want to talk about you? Oh, we could. Well, let's finish let's, this let's up, and then we can have a little thing. bonus content. I hike. I uh, travel. I, I know. I know. We we got to hear about that. A geographic location. Another one. The Nubian Desert. Ooh, the Nubian Desert. I have no idea where this is going. That's okay. Well, at least it's got to go somewhere. It may be to go. the Nubian Desert. I think I just wrote Nubian Desert, but I know what I'm trying to write. Okay. Only uh, one uh, S. Exactly. That's what I learned in fourth grade. Mrs. Harper said, remember dessert has two S's because you want, want two more. helpings. Oh, because yes. I always thought you wanted more. You're more, exactly. It's, it's extra. Okay, and finally, I an adjective. I just learned that last year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're still no a great speller all along. No, I'm not. I'm horrible. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. An adjective, finally. Okay. Uh, grouchy. Grouchy. All right. Here we go. A little bit earlier, uh, Yves Bergeron, I went on to TraderVix.com and I was in the section marked news and uh, this was a little article that was on the website about Mai Tai Day. It was talking about Mai Tais. Oh. And you have just rewritten a portion of the article oh, no. via this Mad Libs game Is right this, now. Okay. Are you sure. ready? Yeah. Are you going to be okay? Go ahead. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> the trader himself could not have predicted the Mai Tai's worldwide popularity on that fine day in 1944 when he made history by simply creating a concoction for some friends at his Oakland bar. Okay. You all right with that? So far, so good. Okay, here You're we go. you me. Oh. When you think of a Mai Tai, the tepid tiki drink. <laughs> Not. <laughs> I don't know if that's selling it. Uh, the taste of baseball gloves, paradise <laughs> in a glass. <laughs> you assume it must have been invented by some, uh, by some stormy horseshoe after a warm day on the sands of Bhutan. <laughs> but you would have to know that the Mai Tai was actually invented in the Nubian Desert oh, at the Trader's Grouchy Restaurant on San Pablo <laughs> Avenue. Well, he was kind of grumpy sometimes. <laughs> I wouldn't know. The story goes as follows. And dear listener, you must go to TraderVix.com to hear the rest of the story. Yves Bergeron. Yes. Thanks for being here. This is fun. Oh, it was fun talking with you. Yeah. Cheers and Okole Maluna. I look forward to running into you Mahalo. again. Mahalo. Down in Emeryville or wherever the Trader Vic's lifestyle takes me. Oh my, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so, <laughs> you got me stumped. <laughs> From the Wiki Wiki Grog Shop in the beautiful Napa Valley, this is Lauren Manahuni Juice Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Amar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.